All right. Never read the last chapter first. But my husband does it all the time. But I want you to know the context. And the context with the golden nugget at the end of this show is going to be so good for you. We talk about being conscious. We talk about loving ourselves. We talk about knowing thyself and actually spending dedicated time in that knowing process. We talk about the evolution of PR, personal branding associated to abundance. And today's guest, the conscious publicist, her name is Jackie Mitsky. She's a friend of mine who owns the Divine PR Agency. And she's worked alongside six and seven figure companies and entrepreneurs. And she truly has a way of allowing you to explore and to expand who it is that you're called to be right now, but also who it is that you're called to influence. We had an awesome conversation. I'm grateful for it. I know it's going to bless you. Be sure to tag us both, follow along, get to know Jackie. She's such a gift. And if you're looking for a conscious PR person, media, marketing, all of the works, she's your go-to. I love her dearly. You guys are going to fall in love very quickly. And make sure to, oh yeah, go to the Jackie Minsky Show. She's got a podcast too. I love it. Y'all have a good one. Chat soon. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Live and in action, we are on the Fit and Faith podcast today with my friend Jackie Minsky, who I am so honored and grateful to introduce you all to. She's someone that I learn from on a consistent basis. She is someone who's come in and chatted to my mastermind and given many, many golden nuggets that I know are not free of her time or free of the energy that it took to understand. But you guys can call her not only by her name, but also by the conscious publicist. And so Jackie, we're grateful to have you. And I'm excited for you to share with the audience who you are and how you became who you are. Thank you so much. And by the way, your intro is beautiful. I was like <laughs> watching it. That's beautiful. Thank you <laughs> for having me. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. You guys, this is one of those shows that you know, you can't always see what people are doing behind the scenes, but I've been on the receiving end of Jackie as just a really, um, again, goes back to that concept of conscious. And I don't want to say the same word again, but she is intentional. She's intentional on how she shows up for relationships. She's intentional on how she shows up on social media, how she shows up in media as a whole, because she has a PR agency and she's a publicist for people. So media is like, her tool. She she gets it, she understands it, but she does it in a different way. And so Jackie, will you share with us like the evolution of that and maybe even the evolution of self associated to that? Yeah. So great question, by the way. So it started, um, I want to say five years ago when 
Um, I don't know if some people know the story, some don't, but I'll share it again. When at the time, my husband, my son's father, he abandoned my son and I. And I, I've been a manifester my whole life. I've been studying energy my whole life. And I remember being mad at God. I have a relationship with God, source, universe. And I remember just waking up and thinking like, how did I you know, being someone who's intentional and conscious, how did I, what did I do to get here? And from that moment, I would listen to podcasts. Like that's all I had was back then was podcasts. And I remember laying in bed and I didn't know what I was going to do next because again, I was abandoned. I had no money to my name. Unfortunately, he wiped even our son's bank accounts clean. Um, he had a double life. He was a gambler. And I pretty much was laying in bed at my sister's house because I had to move in with family and something was like start a podcast. Now, the interesting thing is when you when you get the voice of inspiration, the voice that follows is fear, right? So and right away oh, it was like, well, who's gonna so listen true. to your podcast? Like who are who who are you? And I remember, um, luckily at the time, I remember that I purchased like I, I still have it. It was like a hundred dollar little microphone I would record either in the bathroom that's where my podcast started in the bathroom of yes. my sister's home or in my car when I would just get away from the noise of everything that was toxic in my sister's house at the time and I remember sitting in the car one day and it was raining my son was at daycare and I was taking this very seriously like my car was my studio at the time okay and I remember thinking again that fear who's going to listen to you and that little voice said, even if one person, just one, just one, here's your podcast, you did something. So I started my podcast. I took it very seriously, intentionally would show up week after week after week with the energy of, I have the number one podcast in the world, even though I didn't, right? <laughs> it was just totally. my energy within, um, and let me just rewind for a second. I always write down my goals right? Like what I want to accomplish in the year, in the next few months. And I wrote down Entrepreneur Magazine. And I, for some reason, when I wrote that down, it kind of really stuck in my mind, which I think planted a, a seed into the universe. And within, I want to say eight months, one of my other friends was getting featured in this article. And he had asked me, you know, you know, if you send in your podcast, maybe you'll get on the list too. Now, mind you, this is Entrepreneur Magazine. You know, you're up against probably hundreds of other podcasts. And I remember sending it in. I didn't hear anything for weeks. And in those weeks, I had, this is the free will that we'll get into. I had the free will to decide, am I going to not believe in myself and think I lost the chance? Or am I going to still have that same energy of, I got it, right? I got it and I don't need to think about it. So I really believe that I got it. And then I finally got the email that I got it. And from there, the branding, the marketing, everything took off. And then people started contacting me on social media. How did you do it? This. And I started coaching people. It went from coaching to starting helping them brand themselves. And one thing after another, then those same people needed PR. So I you know, I dove into PR. So for me, it was an organic, you know, branding, marketing PR was step by step. I learned everything, you know, step by step. I didn't jump into anything without learning the thing before. Yeah. And I think that's a, one of the critical pieces that you speak to often, whether it's on Clubhouse or your show, 
And y'all, she also has a show on iHeartRadio uh, called The Money Frequency on Fridays and Sundays. So she's definitely vocal about everything that she's learned. And I think it's interesting because a lot of times people will learn things and then they just keep them in like their own reservoir of information. And like you must pay in order to get this, right? Like there is a portal, there is an access point, and it takes a dollar to extract where you have always been so giving of the information because one – And this is what I've learned is that you can give every single thing that you know, but it's the activation of that information that often puts people in that stagnation point where you were talking about they can take on the world and then they get all the information in front of them and we do it ourselves and we're like, wait a second. I can't do this by myself. I need help. I need support. And you are that agent to help support and and create that accountability associated to this is the roadmap to get there, but that it looks different for every single person. Talk to us through like how it's been different for you in the way of approaching it versus I think how a mass majority approach PR and media and branding even. Yeah. And I love this because the truth is I've learned being in the space and learning it myself and trying to go through other people is people hold on to information to get paid for their information, which I I can understand, right? But if I think of abundance, because I I operate from energy and faith before I operate on money and anything else. Let's start start there. So So if, if I'm just a vessel for this information and this skill and someone comes to me and I have the information, why not give it to them? It's not like they're taking anything away from me. It's not like we all can't shine. You know, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday and I said, abundance is believing that everybody wins. Not if you win, I lose. So if you get the information and you do something different with it, great. I I can't be like, if you get the information and I do something different, I'm going to lose and you're going to, you know, get the upper hand. If I think like that, I need to check my own spirit. I need to ask myself where that fear comes from within me, why I have scarcity, why I'm, I, I doubt my self-worth. So that all stems from me. So I learned the more I give, the more I'm actually confronting my own fears. I think the word that I was like ruminating on as you were talking about is the creativity piece that comes after you get new information, right? It's like, here is all the things. And because we have our own lens, because we have our own ability, because we perceive things differently based on our own stories and journeys, it's pretty impossible for someone to take the exact same information and do the exact same thing because we're all created so differently. And that's the part of abundance that I think is beautiful. It's like, if we, you know, threw a bunch of seeds into a garden, are we anticipating that they're all going to be in the exact same way, shape, form? They're all going to face the sun the exact same way. Like, no, that'd be so boring. There's so much beauty in the differentiating qualities of every single person. And yet we can all thrive and survive with the resources that we're given, whether it's money, whether it's light, whether it's love, whether it's patience, whatever fruit of the spirit you want to speak to natural or not natural. Um, but ultimately it's all, it's all meant for us to have that space of prosperity. I think it's so powerful, even when it comes to attention or quote unquote influence. Right. And, and that's a part where 
people have been talking even about Web3. I don't know how much conversations you've had in like what that's supposed to look like as it evolves, but to know that we, the creators, are meant to own the things that we're creating and how everyone is going to have access, but not everyone can be a social media influencer. Eventually, if everyone has a millions and millions or billions of followers, like who do we believe at that point? And what does that actually look like from a branding perspective? So I'd love, do you have any insight or thought pattern toward what's to become of the media realm? You know, I have to say that people assume that organic media is dying because of all these things that are coming out. And I have to tell you that's far from the truth. Authenticity is always going to win. Authenticity is timeless. It's classic, right? Things that are classic never die. That's just what I'm seeing. Um, you know, and, and I have some friends who are in the pay to play space and I'm like, guys, you got to get out of this space. Like we got to get out. We got to get out. Yeah. In there, get out. Um, in terms of Web3 and all this stuff, um, I've had some conversations. Actually, my my previous podcast episode, um, Matt Gotsman had a conversation with me about it. So I'm not like too familiar with it, but I am familiar with the concept of having something that's completely yours that your audience can be a part of, which I love. Um, and I love it even more so because it's it's the long game. That Web3 is more of the long game than the quick you know, like, let's make a quick buck on this or, you know, thing. So I love that even more because you grow as a community. So now your community, your influence is actually potentially helping others too, maybe even financially or events or, you know, so there's so much that's going on. Um, And it's interesting because I have a children's book that I never put out yet. Um, I went through like three different artists and nobody stuck like one, my lawyer just didn't want the other one. She drew something and it was just a whole mess. But, and now that there's this web three, I'm thinking, well, was it divine timing? Like, wow. Yeah. This is where it's going to go because it's a spiritual wow. children's book. Yeah. And it means a lot to me because this is a very interesting story. So the day I was finished, well, the night, the night I was finishing this book, my mother was calling and I was like, I'll call her back because I'm, I'm editing. You know, I'm like a serious <laughs> editor. I'm, I'm like, I'm editing. Um, and, and I hate to say this, but um, my mother passed away that night. So that was her last mm-hmm. phone call to me. Mm-hmm. So I've held on to this book um, mm-hmm. and I've always believed in divine timing. So I, I have this feeling that maybe Web3 would be the perfect place for this. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. And now I can't wait to have my hands on it just to be a part of that, you know, journey, whether the book is, is meant for me or not. But I think this is where that connectivity piece and also that phraseology that I've heard you say before, it's like that media, that attention, that growth, all of these things, um, even associated to this conscious, conscious idea of media or public relations, it is a long game. And you've spoken a lot into like the relational building, the relational capital associated to um, putting out something into the world that's worthwhile, something that's meaningful, rather than that quick flip or that, you know, quick fix even. Um, talk me through about like what that's looked like for you that's different than a majority of the people in your industry. 
Well, first of all, let's start with the word influence, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to ask yourself, what's your intention for your influence, right? Like I've never been fame driven and that could come from the fact that I've been around a lot of money my whole life. So I didn't need the, I I didn't need those things. I grew up with them and you know, um, so that's what keeps me grounded and humble is I've already experienced the finances and I've experienced the cars and the, you know, so for me, I was like, this is just my life. Like, I don't, what's the point, you know? So I decided to just honestly ask myself my intention, you know, because I study energy, the number one thing, you know, and I'm just going to give your audience a quick little, uh, please, lesson please. There. Um, so you know how they say like when something great happens and before it happens, you announce it and then it goes wrong. Yep. Okay. Well, when you announce it, what's your intention? You're bragging or your ego's announcing Mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's That's why you're wrong. So that's how intentional we have to be when we check our energy. Like, why are you saying these things? Why, why, Why do you want your influence? And even those of influence, if their influence has a hidden agenda or, um, something's off, eventually we've seen it. It catches up to people. So, I just always wanted, and there's this quote that sounds silly and I hope I don't butcher it, but there's a quote that says, live your life as though if your parrot went to town and he, you know, like started telling everyone your life, you wouldn't be ashamed. (laughs) I I think I butchered that. But, um, you know, so I, I, I want to make sure that I'm the same online, offline when you meet me, when, you know, so, and, and if someone else hears about me, like, you know, so that's, that's your influence. Your influence is not just on social media. Like that's, that's the thing with the industry. It's like, well, I'll put on this mask. It's like, but yeah, but who are you when you go home? Like, who, yeah. who are you when you go home? So I think, um, and why that's good energy is because then you attract the right people. You attract the right opportunities. You attract what's meant for you when you are yourself. And I think that's the best kind of influence because you're kind of influencing yourself to be authentic in a sense too. So, so good. yeah, the word I was thinking of like influence associated to integrity and that if there's not that alignment, if there's misalignment there, what you influence is coming to you. I found out recently through Sarah Jakes Roberts, who is uh, T.D. Jake's daughter, very world-renowned pastor, and her, his daughter had like pretty wild um, testimony. I think we all do in some way, shape, or form, right? And it was just abnormal to what you would anticipate a world-renowned pastor having as a, a child's journey. Um, and yet at the same time, it's been used for such greatness. And she was talking about this idea of influence and that the root word actually means to flow. And so if the root word of influence is to flow, what we're projecting out of there is likely going to flow back to us, which is why I think when the influence doesn't have that good intention, ultimately, whatever is flowing back to you will kill, steal, and destroy the hope of what that harvest could look like if what you're putting out into the world is exactly what you want to receive back, right? We know that like age old saying of like, treat others how you want to be treated, and yet people are trying to wear these masks. And I think they're, they're, I innately think that people have goodness inside of them, that they're trying to do what is right. Um, but yet they're, maybe they're not even goals, their aspirations are muddied because of what it appears to be success is, right? Or influence is. And they don't know that what's going to come to them on the other side of that mask is 
not so great, not so good, not so fulfilling. That's why you see people in Hollywood or in any realm of um, financial success I see mostly there's still that sense of void of not really living a life of full integrity and not really living a life filled with true joy. Have you in your experience, especially even in the writing realm, because I know you also still contribute to Entrepreneur Magazine, you still contribute to these other pieces. When you're writing and you're teaching from your lens and knowing you've been associated to so many different genres of people of influence and perhaps whether earned or not, Talk to us about like, what does that navigation look like for you to remain rooted? How can we remain rooted in the ways of the world being so influential, good or bad? The lens. The lens is, are you living or are you surviving? So let's talk about that for a second. Um, there was a point where I was in survival, you know, being a single mom. I was like, oh my God, I need to, I need to pay rent or I need to pay yeah. for food and, um, yeah. And and that that was a scary lens to be in. And I could have easily wound up on the wrong side of influence too. You know, having a podcast and having that influence when Entrepreneur Magazine came out, I was like, oh my God, I can make so much money. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, here, here we go. go. <laughs> you know, I'm just going. I was like, here we go. Um, and I have a friend who keeps me very grounded. Well, not just one. I think it's good to have grounded people around you. So when you ask them these questions, like, Hey, this opportunity came up and they're like, Oh, wait, what lens is this? Right. Mm, is it the long game good. or is it survival? So yeah. for me, I just got to the point where I had to stop being afraid to live. If you're afraid to live, you're afraid to surrender. Like when you're in survival mode, you're constantly trying to make a quick buck or you're, you're, you're doing something for the wrong reasons because you're still in survival. And while you may get ahead sometimes and you may get far, your soul, you're robbing your soul and your spirit ultimately. So it doesn't matter what you have in the bank. Your spirit's robbed completely, right? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was really that lens, like, is this survival or living? And, you know, it got to the point where I just had to live like scary moments. Great. Here they come, but I'm living, I'm not going backwards. And, um, it's really about the lens. And I think that's why people like working with me. I, I, you know, and I think it's because I'm living and aligning, truly aligning. I really think it's the lens of how you view your, your life survival or living. Mm, it's so good. And I have like two different things, one because of my photography background, um, but also even from the highlight reels or the filters, right? There's the lens of like, even what you're experiencing with my video right now, there's like a focal point, the focal point. It's trying to be me. Sometimes it's trying to be my earrings. I haven't really figured it out, but like the back is blurry. And so I'm not afraid to like show my blemishes, but what's behind me is still coming into being because it's either behind me or it's not meant for you to really see fully. And then there's this variable of the, the filters, right? Where everything behind you is crystal clear and like your face isn't fully who you intend to be. Or when I see that person, then in, in real life, I'm like, oh, 
I always thought your cheekbones did this interesting thing or like, that's not really how I imagine your makeup would look because it's not real. And so like focal point versus like filters, I think that there's a whole conversation that could unravel as far as metaphors go to how we live our life. Like, what are you wanting people to be so fixated on that's actually perhaps not a, a, it's a false reality, right? Or are you really allowing people to see all of you blemishes included that then create that sense of authenticity, integrity, and really, like I said, back to flow, it, it includes influence when I think that we can be all of who we are, sharing the hard moments just as much as we do the celebration and having people around us that are willing to say the hard things and put us in check is is pretty valuable. Um, you know, you hear the Jim Rohn quote, you're the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. And I, I believe in that full fledgedly. I'm curious when you're, you know, looking for clients or in the process of that, I've, I've learned that I don't have to say yes to everyone, right? Because they yeah. influence me as much as I influence them. How have you navigated who you're working with, who you also want to put your name behind as a conscious media, you know, agency? My energy will tell me. Mm. My energy will tell me. Um, you know, again, survival or living, like if I'm like, oh my God, this person's going to pay me so much money. If that's the thought I'm having, I'm probably not aligned. If I'm having the thought of, wow, we can serve and do so much together, then I'm probably aligned. So again, I have to check my lens and I have to check my scarcity and my intention and why I'm working with the people I'm working with. If I ever can, and you know, it's funny because I am human. I'm not perfect. So anyone listening, don't, don't think yeah, I have it all. Let me just like <laughs> rewind for a second. I know I'm great at preaching, but I have moments. Okay. Pop the bubble. This is real life. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm offered a big deal, which I have been, you know, just the past month, two people, um, two really big clients and it didn't fall through. And it didn't fall through because, again, I had to check my lens and I had that thought of, wow, that's a lot of money. Now, here's the thing. When you're offered these things and you go back into survival, the universe will kind of smack you on the wrist and say, catch yourself. Like, you did it again. Like, are you living or surviving, right? So those two clients actually didn't fall through because, again, I went back into a little bit of scarcity and, oh my God, these are really big clients, right? And it happens. And and I think the more we get, and this is why I have the money frequency show, coming from being a single mom who had no money and had to learn how to make money, even though I'm comfortable financially now, my nervous system will sometimes go back into, you need money, right? Yeah, even though I'm yeah. perfectly fine, it's our nervous yeah. system. We're humans, right? Yeah. So you have to catch yourself all the time when you operate like that. And um, if not, the universe and God will always be there to be like, yes, I will so. remind you. <laughs> Talk to me like through that. Are there like specific um, road signs or bumpers that you put into your life to keep you into that zone? Or is it more so like that intuition that prompts you and you're like convicted in that moment of like, ah, I did it again. Like what, what do you do to keep yourself in that space of alignment? You know, Honestly, I learned for me, like I've always meditated, but now I'm doing it much more. And people think meditation is just like sitting in Kumbaya, my Lord, and the answers come far from. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, you start to feel like what thoughts are coming, what thoughts are behind the thoughts that are coming. Like you start taking the layers apart to figure out what's going on. And ultimately, that's how I find the root of what's happening when I peel back each layer of each situation. Um, and that's been honestly the best thing that I could do for myself is, you know, especially being a mom and having my own agency and, and, and people constantly calling me. Um, I have to take time for myself. So anyone, you know, don't go into the hustle and, and over exhaust yourself. Like we're in a hustle culture. Um, it, it's good to see we're transitioning from hustle culture back into like faith and Zen and woo woo-ness, I guess you can say. But for a long time, we've become this hustle culture and it's almost like we want to out hustle the next person or the, you know, so it's like, again, it's going to catch up because that's survival. So definitely get still, have discipline to sit with yourself. A lot of people don't like to sit with themselves. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. People don't, you know, I have friends who, and I'm a single girl, but I like being by myself. You know, I had yeah. someone call me just the other day and they're like, you're single, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, what do you think about being single? I'm like, I'm enjoying it. Like <laughs> I get to fall in love with life. Like yeah, I get to do what I want. And, um, you know, I think for the first time being that I was married before and, you know, having a kid and everything, I think for the first time I'm getting to know myself, like actually knowing myself, like before I get to know someone else, don't I get to know who I'm spending the rest yeah. of my life with, which is me. So good. So, you know, just sit with yourself, meditate, feel your energy, process things. And this may sound weird, but even though I have good people around me, sometimes don't always ask for advice. Mm, when good. you seek ad external advice, you're not trusting yourself. Like mm. even, you know, whether it's relationships or work, everyone's like, well, what do you think I should do? Well, why do you feel the need to constantly ask an external force what your road is? Like, That's why? really good. It's really good. And I think it's that knowing of self to be able to discern what is of me and what is of culture or what is of me and what is of expectation or what is of me and what is of hustle. Right. Mm. And it's, I've, I've always really enjoyed going, uh, and doing retreats by myself, mainly writing retreats. But even before I was writing, I would do it and like go out to eat by myself and go to a movie by myself and like date myself. And people always thought it was so weird. Even today, like you're going to a hotel by yourself. That sounds so boring. I'm like, it is the best. And I love it so much because I find when I do get into that space where, and it's hard not to step into the fast lane. It, I mean, it's, it's easy mm -hmm. to step into the fast yeah. lane. I'll say that the other way. It's easy. Um, I'm good at it, honestly. And, and I can quote unquote win if I try really hard. And so to understand that I don't have to be in that place, but to recognize in myself, Oh, Tamara, you're, you're straddling the line here. You're, you're not in congruency with what you one tell and share with other people. One can call out in other people pretty easily. And two, like what makes you most abundant? Because scarcity is in the fast lane, I think, um, regardless yeah. of your achievement ability or not. And so there's a lot of depth to that. And I think if people could understand the, the joy of loving yourself allows you to attract 
the one that will love you in entirety versus they're loving you to get something from you, right? Because you're like glowing when you're loving yourself, I think. Yeah. And um, to that point, I actually told someone, one of my best friends, so let me take it back. And of course, as soon as I sit down to record, they're going to they're gonna mow the grass outside my house. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> I can't hear it. I can't hear okay, it. Okay, good. Because it always happens. Every time I sit down, it's like my development, like she, she's <laughs> recording. She's recording. Go mow the grass. Um, <laughs> um, but one of my best friends, she studied manifestation, faith, energy, um, and let's talk about, you know, the, the Native Americans. They used to do the rain dance, right? And when they would dance, they, they didn't dance and think it's going to rain. They danced as though it's raining. It's happening now, right? The power of now, right? So my friend did the same thing. She started taking herself out on dates, like what you just said. And she would imagine on, on those dates that he's there with her. What does she feel like in his energy? Within weeks, she met a guy. Now they're married for years. And at her wow. wedding, the biggest manifestation story. And I recently just, because I help people with manifestation and energy and I have manifest, manifesting clients too. I literally told someone just that. I said, take yourself out on a date. And they were like, no. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's, I was like, okay, let's make this easier. Do you go get coffee in the morning? Sit at the table by yourself. And yeah. just imagine that person sitting across from you and just create the container of what do you feel in that container? Just like, what do you feel? Are you at peace? Are you guys laughing? Is it funny? Is it silly? Right? So just create the energy and then reality catches up, you know, call it faith manifesting, but it's really important to do. And it starts with you. And it's true. You know, people always are seeking external validation, advice, you know, and I also want to bring awareness to your audience. Like when your friends call you, what kind of, what kind of conversations are you having? Are you complaining? Like, are you talking about others? Like what are the conversations you're participating in? Because that will tell you exactly what web you're weaving of your life. Mm. The most powerful thing you can do to unlock your greatness and step into your next level of abundance is to get in the room with others who have been where you want to be and perhaps are going where you want to go. But oftentimes we can put ourselves in the wrong room based on exterior vantage points, what they wear, where they go, what they do. When we know in our heart of hearts that we should be following people, standing along people who are aligned in true wealth. Stop feeling alone in the journey of growth as a business leader and an entrepreneur who loves God. Stop struggling to find the right answer when it's already been written. Stop giving up on the desires of your heart when God placed them there with intention. Stop standing in this lack mentality when your prosperity is critical for all of us in the kingdom. Come, find a seat at the table at the most impactful faith-driven business conference you will ever experience. Alongside ministry-driven marketplace leaders, you will evolve, unlock, and activate your next level. That just sounded like a video game. This is not the meta, okay? This is your IRL, your in-real-life chance to be in the room with some of the greatest kingdom entrepreneurs of our time. Founders, innovators, trailblazers who are God-centered are coming together to grow their business for God's sake. And that's an inside-out job. 
You will leave this three-day intensive with action plans, new income strategies, fresh mentalities towards business and life integration, and a sense of freedom that will have others magnetized to what you are selling by the way you freshly and uniquely serve. It's happening on November 4th through the 6th, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee, with a highlight VIP event on November 3rd. There are seats at the table for you, but they will go fast. It's a limited reservation, so get your tickets now at growforgod.com. Again, that's growforgod.com. I cannot wait to hug your neck. I cannot wait to see you there in person. I cannot wait for this energetic room to just light up the world because that's what we're going to do when we leave this conference, but you got to be in the room. IRL, let's go. That's a conviction point right there for someone for sure, because it's, again, it gets so easy to fall in line with what other people are doing, saying, feeling. And if we're not in the space of knowing, it's really easy to just, yep, I'll, I'll position myself here really quick because this is what they're asking of me, but it's calling ourselves higher. When you love the entirety of who you are, you stand in a different sense of authority. You stand in a different sense of influence to go back to the word that we said. It goes back to consciousness, right? Otherwise, we're just another tree in the wind. And I think this morning I was talking to like the ideas of herd mentality when it comes to, you know, what a, whatever agenda the world wants us to be alongside. And we don't have to talk politics here, but it's this knowing that it could be about our health, it could be about our education, it could be about our religion, it could be about our ability to vote or not ability to vote. I mean, it's not a Republican versus Democrat. It's just a, a world experience that's transpiring. It could be about social justice or lack thereof or inequality. It's when we fall prey to a herd mentality, it's because we're not conscious enough towards who we are and who we're called to be, which is a higher version of self right now. That's why I always say we're always becoming because just like you said, we're not perfect. We don't have it figured out. We have it figured out to where we are today. And praise God for that (laughs) because I know that there's going to be more trials and tribulations to come, but I also know there's going to be more triumphs and I want to be really present for those triumphs just as much as I need to be really present for the trials or it will consume us. It will consume us. Yeah. And if, if, even if you think about the word conscious, like this is interesting because I, I'm someone I can get really woo woo. Yeah. And oh, for sure. <laughs> for me, like conscious used to be like, I am this spiritual guru. Like, by the way, there is such thing as toxic positivity and I have been that. Mm. So myself out. and I was like, oh, I'm so conscious. Hear me roar. Um, and then like, you would look at my office and like my paperwork was like disheveled and it looked like how, like, Okay, you're floating in the clouds, but like, are you caught? Con- like, are you conscious in the present moment yeah. that your desk is completely disorganized? Okay. So that's the balance that I learned. Like, consciousness means yes, you can be conscious and aware, but also aware of like the present moment and what's happening around you, like everything. So I had to learn that balance. Um, and I think that's what people struggle with. Some people get too in reality, some people get too into spirituality, and you have to do the balance. You have to, you have to do the balance of both. Otherwise you're going to get lost in one realm or the other. You have to have a balance. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that that's why when people speak to like faith is just a component of self, like 
I don't really believe in that because I think that it's like the supporting system to self, whether you're standing in one consciousness or another, it's what supports you in that space, in that place. Um, and without it, I felt like I was wayward without it. I felt like I was allowing other people's belief systems to prove me into a position that I needed to be or to direct my path. And so I think faith associated to knowing is the, the fundamental of existence. Um, and, and yet it's not something that people are exposed to, especially when it comes to religion, right? And religion can be where it gets muddy. Religion can be where like the rules keep you confined, but spirituality has an element of freedom to it that religion doesn't. And that's been an exploration even for me is to understand, and, you know, I follow Christianity. I follow the way of Jesus and reading the Bible and being like, is there freedom in this? And ultimately what's about to transpire for Easter and a lot of people around the world are celebrating. That's what they believe their freedom is associated to is that identity. Um, so I just find it really interesting that no matter what religion people are following, there's there's more to it than just what a, a scroll would say, if you will. Well, it's all about identity. And if you think about identity, even the word identity has been programmed by someone else's identity. Mm. So this goes back so many years, like you know, people just would find their identity and, you know, tell someone else about it and um, influence that person and those people. And over time, this is how we've built our society, our communities. And I feel like now the world is doing the opposite. We're unlearning and we're going back into our freedom to understand no two people are going to have the same experience. They're just not. You can grow up in the same household as someone, siblings or not, or just family, and you're completely different individuals. Like the word individual is, you know, just talk about that. Like, so it all comes down to who you are, not who someone else told you to be or like society. And, and that's the thing. I had to, you know, I'll tell you a story when I was eight months pregnant, <laughs> um, I was laying in bed with my son's father, my ex-husband, and that intuition was like, this your first husband. And I was like, this is not a good time. <laughs> like, this, just, this, this is not a good time to tell me this um, information. And we were watching television and he saw my face change because I was like, you know, like I got a download. Yeah. And he's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah. Um, so... I had to get radically honest with myself because when that voice came, I was like, why did you come to me? Like, okay, I heard you, but why? And it was the truth. Society pressured me. It was time for me to get married. Um, I, have, I had known him for 10 years. We were best friends growing up. You know, his mom was my piano teacher. <laughs> like, so society, story. society boxed it with a nice little yeah. bow. And I was like, ta-da, you know. Um, but to the core of who I, who Jackie, well, not even Jackie, cause Jackie's my name, my yeah. soul, who my soul is, I was never, I could never find myself in that relationship. So I, I realized in that moment after coming out of that experience and which by the way, God derailed me in that experience. I can imagine. <laughs> I can um, imagine. 
he was like, you are meant for more. You know, if you're not on, and Oprah talks about this, if you're not honest about who you are and you don't hear the whispers, they're going to get louder yep. and they're not going to be fun to hear. Yep not going to be fun if you're not listening to who you really are to the core of you. And I work with a spiritual mentor now and she always makes me write down. She's like, throughout your day in meditation or like, let's say I'm going somewhere and I see something that really inspires me. She's like, write that down. That's your reference point of what the, to the core of exactly what kind of life you want. So for anyone listening, like really write down the things that really like lift you up and, and really truly inspire you. Uh, that's how you'll find out who you are, not how, not who your family or anyone else wants you to be. Uh, you don't want to wind up in bed eight months pregnant being told uh, by your intuition, this is your first husband. But good oh, news is my God. intuition told me the second husband is my forever because my question was like, well, how many husbands? <laughs> who am I, I going to be? <laughs> and they were like, two. The, the second one's forever. I was like, God, Thank okay, you. Fine. <laughs> but I think I think um I think that the divine God source really wanted me to do it the right way by finding Jackie first. I love that. And and that's honestly because I didn't find myself until I was married with several kids. And I tell, you know, youth all the time now, like learn to love yourself, learn to be with yourself and be comfortable with that person because that actually evokes the energy of uh, attracting the right person, right? Speaking to manifestation, because if you're living in the identity of a false reality, again, going back to those filters, you will attract someone it's just not going to be the right person. And so I'm so grateful that I am I am married to the man that I married originally, my baby's daddies, but boy, did it take work. I mean, having yeah. to unlearn who I thought that I was, reintroduce myself to the person I'm sleeping next to and be like, hey, remember how I said I like all those things? I don't really like all those things. And I'm not really passionate about any of the things that we spent all of our 401k and finances on. Oh, no. I want to do this instead. <laughs> I mean, it was real therapy, y'all. I mean, I am so grateful. We'll be 10 years married this year and 14 or so together. And it's just it's a lot. It was a lot more work than I think I imagined it ever would be. And I'm grateful that I put it in, but I want other people to recognize that before they have to spend the tens of thousands of dollars in therapy <laughs> to figure it out. Well, I think even, I think all relationships are going to be work. Oh, um, sure. Sure. All of them, all of them. And I think that's the beauty of the consciousness, right? It doesn't matter if it's, it's your partner now or a partner you want to attract. It's what do you do in the now together? How do you solve the problems together? How do you, what's yeah. your vision together? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, either way, it's beautiful that you guys worked it out and congratulations. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's like, he's bringing you a cheese pizza and you're like, I'm <laughs> you now. <laughs> I actually don't like that. What are you talking about? I'm the pizza eater for sure. Cauliflower perhaps these days. But one thing I wanted to take note of before we, we wrap this amazing combo up is when you were talking about the writing down to also write down the whispers of like the agitation and write down not just the things that light you up and bring you joy, but also like, why did that irritate you? What is it about that scenario that ruffled your feathers? Because there might be a part of your like purpose aligned in that place mm -hmm. too. 
And so there's like that combination of passion, but also agitation that should be the place that you show up for every day. Um, that's how I kind of uh, figured out what it was that I was like meant to do in this season and meant to become in this moment. I think I'm, I'm still and every day. I hope God continues to reveal that to me, but I'm taking note of what agitates me, what's agitating other people that agitates me and what lights me up on the inside too, because there's no, there's that unpeeling. It goes back to what you were saying of spending time with yourself, like un, un revealing what it is that's at the deepest layer to yourself allows you to really thrive and be again, what you have harnessed so beautifully in who you are and how you show up for other people in that consciousness mentality. And so I'm grateful for that and thankful for this conversation. It was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Are there any final ways that you want to just leave nugget for the audience or even just uh, making sure that we get connected with you? I know you hang out on Instagram. That's where I follow you most. And then I see you in all the clubhouse rooms, but any other spaces other than the shows that we mentioned? I do have LinkedIn, Jackie yes. Manson, LinkedIn also and on Instagram uh, clubhouse. But if there's one nugget I will leave to add on to what you just beautifully said was don't be afraid of your shadow. Mm. I think everyone, um, you know, mm. like when I used to get stressed, I used to get more angry that I was stressed instead of sitting with the beast and being like, mm. why is the beast stressed right now? Like what just happened? And I started internally having that conversation with myself, like what just happened for this reaction? And then what I started to notice was the next time I saw that trigger and I, I had an option. I was either going to react as my old self and again, get angry, or I would sit and just, I started just breathing. Breathing practices are really important for these reasons. And eventually I changed my behavior, my life just by acknowledging my shadow. Um, what we resist persists. So if you see yourself getting angry and you get more angry that you're getting angry, you're not, you're not addressing your shadow. So don't be afraid to address your shadows you can tame the beasts if you want to. Mm, that is good. You actually just brought together like four different conversations that I've had today in one finale. And so I, I'm excited to play with it and play with it for a keynote that I'm working on. Uh, it really, it's really, really good. Mic drop moment for me. Yeah, for real. I'm like, that's a mic drop moment. I, I really, I always come to these experiences and these conversations. I'm like, oh God, what are you going to teach me through this person today? And I've learned so much from you already. And now there's a dumpster outside getting all of the trash. Oh, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. <laughs> so we're both having trials and tribulations to this specific sound quality, but I know ultimately like this was meant for that moment for me. My spirit leaped when you were sharing that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, y'all stay fit in faith and get in touch with Jackie Minsky. Stay conscious. Bye. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. 
We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.